6. And the liquor coming from the decomposing flesh is caught in a shell cup. This fluid is introduced into the victim's food, or some of his belongings are treated with it. If the subject dies, his relatives may get revenge on the poisoner. This is accomplished by taking out the heart of a pig and inserting it in the mouth or stomach of the victim. This must be done under the cover of darkness, and the corpse be buried at once. A high bamboo fence is then built around the grave, so that no one can reach it. The person responsible for the death will fall ill at once, and will die unless he is able to secure one of the victim's garments or dirt from the grave. The actual introduction of poison in food and drink is thought to be very common. The writer attended one ceremony following which a large number of the guests fell sick. The illness was ascribed to magic poisoning, yet it was evident that the cause was overindulgence in fresh pork by people, who for months had eaten little if any meat. Omens. The ability to foretell future events by the flight or calls of birds, actions of animals, by the condition of the liver and gall of sacrificed pigs, or by the movements of certain articles under the questioning of a medium, is an undoubted fact in this society. A small bird known as Lab is the messenger of the spirits, who control the Bhutid and Samhasam ceremonies. When this bird enters the house, it is caught at once, its feathers are oiled, beads are attached to its feet and it is released with the promise that the ceremony will be celebrated at once. This bird accompanies the warriors, and warns or encourages them with its calls. If it flies across their path from right to left, all is well, but if it comes from the left, they must return home, or trouble will befall the party. The spirits of Samhasam make use of other birds and animals to warn the builders of a house. If the location selected does not please them, all the Tingian know that the arrival of snakes, Big lizards, deer, or wild hogs at the site of a new house is a bad sign. If a party or an individual is starting on a journey, and the kingfisher Salaxax flies from in front toward the place just left, it is a command to return at once, else illness in the village or family will compel a later return. Should the calling cry out, out, to carry, to carry, an immediate return is necessary, or a member of the party will die, and will be carried home. When a snake crawls across the trail, and goes into a hole, it is a certain warning that, unless the trip is given up, some of the party will die, and be buried in the ground. The falling of a tree across the trail, when the groom is on his way to the home of his bride, threatens death for the couple, while the breaking or falling of an object during the marriage ceremony presages misfortune. Not all the signs are evil, for, if a man is starting to hunt, or trade, and he sees a hawk fly in front of him and catch a bird or chicken, he may on that day secure all the game he can carry, or can trade on his own terms. All the foregoing are important, but the most constantly employed method of foretelling the future is to examine the gall and liver of slain pigs. These animals are killed in all great ceremonies, at the conclusion of a medium's probation period, at birth, death, and funeral observances, and for other important events. If a headhunt is to be attempted, the gall sack is removed, and is carefully examined, for if it is large and full, and the liquor in it is bitter, the enemy will be powerless, but if the sack is small, and only partially filled with a weak liquor, it will fare ill with the warriors who go into battle, for all other events, the liver itself gives the signs, when it is full and smooth, the omens are favorable, but if it is pitted, has black specks on it, is wrinkled, or has cross lines on it, the spirits are ill-disposed, and the project should be delayed, if, however, the matter is very urgent, 
another pig or a fowl may be offered in the hope that the attitude of the spirits may be changed, if the liver of the new sacrifice is good, the ceremony or raid may continue, the blood of these animals is always mixed with rice, and is scattered about for the superior beings, but the flesh is cooked, and is consumed by the mortals, to recover stolen and misplaced articles or animals, one of three methods is employed, the first is to attach a cord to a jar cover or the shells used by a medium, this is suspended so that it hangs freely, and questions are put to it, if the answer is, yes, it will swing to and fro, the second method is to place a bamboo stick horizontally on the ground and then to stand in egg on it, as the question is asked, the egg is released, if it falls, the answer is in the negative, if it stands, it replies, yes, the third and more common way is to place a head axe on the ground, then to blow on the end of a spear and put it point down on the blade of the axe, if it balances, the answer is, yes, ceremonial structures and paraphernalia, as has been indicated, the Tengian holds many ceremonies in honor of the superior beings, and, in connection with these, builds numerous small structures, and employs various paraphernalia, most of which bear definite names, and have well-established uses, since a knowledge of these structures and devices is necessary to a full understanding of the ceremonies, an alphabetical list is here furnished, before proceeding to the detailed discussion of the rites, halalot, two arches of bamboo, which support a grass roof, a small jar of basi stands in this structure for the use of visiting spirits, is generally constructed during the sighing ceremony, but in Bakauka is built alone to cure sickness or to change a bad disposition plate XX. Number 4. Halaging, a four-pronged fork of a branch in which a jar of basi and other offerings are placed for the idro spirits of Talagtic Salagzig. It is placed at the corner of the house during sighing, and Zizilit, the framework placed beside the guardian stones on the sixteenth morning of sighing. It closely resembles the Inapapayag. Balabago known in Minabu as Talagan, a long bamboo bench with a roofing of beetle leaves. It is intended as a seat for guests, both spirit and human, during important ceremonies. Balag, a seat of wood or bamboo, placed close to the house ladder during the sighing ceremony. Above and beside it are alonged in leaves, branches of the Lanodi tree, sugar cane, and a leafy branch of bamboo. Here also are found and that equipped with lead sinkers, a top-shaped device and short sections of bamboo filled with liquor. In some towns this is the seat of the honored guest, who DIPs basi for the dancers. In San Juan this seat is called Patobao. Balawa, this, the largest and most important of the spirit structures, is built during the sighing ceremony. The roofing is of plated bamboo, covered with cocoon grass. This is supported by eight uprights, which likewise furnish attachment for the bamboo flooring. There are no sides to the building but it is so sturdily constructed that it lasts through several seasons, except for the times of ceremony, it is used as a lounging place for the men, or as a loom room by the women, quite commonly poles are run lengthwise of the structure, at the lower level of the roof, and this, attic, as well as the space beneath the floor, is used for the storage of farming implements, bundles of rattan and thatching play XXI, Blitong, a large seat like the Balabago, but with a grass roofing, it is used as a seat for visitors during great ceremonies and festivals. This name is applied, in Minabo, to a little house, built among the bananas for the spirit in Albai. Bonita or Banat, consists of a coconut husk suspended from a pole. The feathers of a rooster are stuck into the sides. It is made as a cure for sick headache, also for lameness. Bang Bangzil, 
four long bamboo poles are set in the ground, and are roofed over to make a shelter for the spirits of Siaf, who come in the Tangpap ceremony, Batag, an enhesed coconut, resting on three bamboo sticks, goes by this name, it always appears in the Siang ceremony, close to the Balag, but its use and meaning are not clear, Bui, also called Babai, and Arong, and Sinabon, a name applied to any one of the small houses, built in the fields or gardens as a home for the spirits Kaibon, Abat, Selde, and some others of lesser importance play XXII, Idasan, a seat or bench which stands near the house ladder during the sighing, a roof of kogon grass protects ten bundles of a threshed rice, which lie on it, this rice is later used as seed, in the San Juan district, the place of the Idasan seems to be taken by three bamboo poles, placed in tripod fashion, so as to support a basket of rice. This is known as pinoaseng. In a papayag, two forked saplings or four reeds are arranged so as to support a shield or a cloth, roof, plate xbii. During sighing and some other ceremonies, it stands in the yard, or near to the town gate, and on it food and drink are placed for visiting spirits. During the celebration of Laobzihef, page 290, it is built near to the dancing space, and contains offerings for the spirit of the dead. A spear with a colored cloud is stuck into the ground close by, and usually an inverted rice mortar also stands here, and supports a dish of basi. In the mountain village of Likuan it is built alone as a cure for sickness. A pig is killed and the mediums summon the spirits as in Duoxiaf. Page 316. Kelling, a wooden box, the sides of which are cut to resemble the head and horns of a carabao. The spirits are not thought to reside here, but do come to partake of the food and drink placed in it. It is attached to the roof of the dwelling or in the Galawa or Kalangan. New offerings are placed in the Kaling, before the men go to fight, or when the sighing ceremony is held. It also holds the headbands worn by the mediums, when making Duwak figure 4. Number 2. Kalangan, the place of the Kaling. This is similar to the Galawa, but is smaller and, as a rule, has only four supporting timbers plate XXII. Polyon, four long poles, usually three of bamboo and one of a resinous tree known as Antincanario Villojambiel, are set in a square and support, near the top, a platform of bamboo plate XXIV. Offerings are made both on and below the polygon during the ceremony of that name, and in the more important rites. Thank you, three bamboo poles are planted in the ground in a triangle, but they lean away from each other at such an angle, as to admit of a small platform midway of their length. A roofing of cogone grass completes the structure. It is built during sighing, and contains a small jar of basi. The roof is always adorned with coconut blossoms plate XX. Sugging, sharpened bamboo poles about 8 feet in length on which the skulls of enemies were formerly exhibited. The pointed end was pushed through the foramen magnum, and the pole was then planted near the gate of the town. Siloko, also called Silokang and Sabut, this is a bamboo pole about 10 feet long, one end of which is split into several strips, these are forced apart and are interwoven with other strips, thus forming a sort of basket. When such a pole is erected near to a house, or at the gate of the town, it is generally in connection with a ceremony made to cure headache. It is also used in the fields as a dwelling place for the spirit Kaibon plate XXV. The Silako ceremony and the Diam, which accompanies it, seem to indicate that this pole originated in connection with head hunting and its presence in the fields gives a hint that in former times a headhunt may have been a necessary preliminary to the rice planting. So the yob, a covered porch, 
which is built along one side of the house during the sighing ceremony. In it hang the vines and other articles, used by the female dancers in one part of the rite. A portion of one of the slaughtered pigs is placed here for the spirits of Bangud. In Lumadu the Sobayab is built alone as a part of a one-day ceremony, while in Salapadan it follows Kalangan after an interval of about three months. Talibang, following many ceremonies a small bamboo raft with arched covering is constructed. In it offerings are placed for spirits, who have been unable to attend the rite. In Minabu it is said that the raft is intended particularly for the sons of Kandaklan play XXVI. Tangpap, two types of structure appear under this name. When it is built as a part of the Tangpap ceremony, it is a small house with a slanting roof resting on four poles, about three feet above the ground. An interwoven bamboo floor is lashed to the uprights plate XXVII. In the sighing ceremony, there are two structures which go by this name plate XX, NOS, 2 and 3. The larger has two floors, the smaller only one. On each floor is a small pot of basi, dogged with white, to be gateway, at the gate of a town. One sometimes finds a defensive wall of bamboo, between the uprights of which are thrust bamboo spears in order to catch evil spirits while on the gate proper are vines and leaves pleasing to the good spirits. Likewise in the Sulaco, which stands close by, are food and drink or beetle nut. All this generally appears when an epidemic is in a nearby village, in order to frighten the bearers of the sickness away, and at the same time gain the aid of well-disposed spirits. At such a time many of the people wear wristlets and anklets of bamboo, interwoven with roots and vines which are displeasing to the evil beings plate XXVII. Ceremonial paraphernalia, a Kosan figure 4, number 4, a prized shell, with top and bottom cut off, is slipped over a belt-like cloth, above it are a series of wooden rings and a wooden imitation of the shell, this, when hung beside the dead, is both pleasing to the spirit of the deceased, and a protection to the corpse against evil beings, and figure 4, number 1, the name usually given to a protective necklace placed about the neck of a young child to keep evil spirits at a distance. The same name is also given to a miniature shield, bow and arrow, which hang above the infant. Dakidak figure 4, NOS, 33A, long poles, one a reed, the other bamboo, split at one end so they will rattle. The medium strikes them on the ground to attract the spirits to the food served on the talapitap. Igum, notched feathers, often with colored yarn at the ends, attached to sticks. These are worn in the hair during the polyon and sighing ceremonies to please the spirits of the East, called Idadea, in Osom, a sacred blanket made of white cotton, a blue or blue and red design is formed, where the breadths join, and also along the borders, it is worn over the shoulders of the medium during the Jeepa ceremony cf, page 263, Lavlaban, also called Adad, in Benig and nearby towns, whose inhabitants are of mixed Indian and Kalinga blood, small incised pottery houses are found among the rice jars, and are said to be the residences of the spirits, who multiply the rice. They are sometimes replaced with incised jars decorated with vines. The idea seems to be an intrusion into the Tengian belt. The name is probably derived from Laban. Plenty, or, abundance, plate XXIX. Piling plate XIX, a collection of large seashells attached to cords. They are kept in a small basket together with 100 fathoms of thread and a Chinese plate, usually of ancient make. The whole makes up the medium's outfit, used when she is summoning the spirits. Pineapple, a large silk blanket with yellow strips running lengthwise. Such blankets are worn by certain women when dancing D.A.N. 
and they are also placed over the feet of a corpse. Sado figure 4. Number 3, the shallow clay dishes in which the spirits are fed on the talapitap. Silogidi, the outside bark of a reed is cut at two points, from opposite directions, so that a double fringe of narrow strips stands out. One end is split. Siklag leaves are inserted, and the whole is dipped or sprinkled in sacrificial blood, and placed in each house during the Sagobi ceremony. The same name is applied to the magical sticks, which are placed in the rice seed beds to ensure lusty plants CF. Page 399. Sam the bamboo frame on which a corpse is placed during the funeral. Tabbing, a large white blanket with which one corner of the room is screened off during the sighing and other ceremonies. In this room, food and other offerings are made for the black, deformed, and timid spirits who wish to attend the ceremony unobserved. Tikal, armlets made of boar's tusks, which are worn during certain dances in sighing. Talapitap figure 4. Number 3, a roughly plated bamboo frame on which the spirits are fed during the more important rites. Used in connection with the dakidak and clay dishes Sado. Tonga Tong figure 4. Number 5, the musical instrument, which appears in many ceremonials. It consists of six or more bamboo tubes of various lengths. The players hold a tube in each hand, and strike their ends on a stone, which lies between them. The varying lengths of the cylinders giving out different notes. Chapter V The Ceremonies of Visitor, who enters the Tengian territory in the period following the rice harvest, quickly gains the impression that the ceremonial life of this people is dominant. In nearly every village, he finds one or more ceremonies in progress, while work is almost forgotten. This condition exists until the coming of the rains in May, when all is changed. Men and women go to the fields before daybreak, and return only when darkness forces them to cease their toil. During the period when the fields are in preparation, or the rice is growing, few ceremonials are held, except those intended to promote the growth of the crops, to cure sickness, or to ward off impending misfortune. Aside from the rites, which attend birth, marriage, and similar events, the ceremonies may be placed into divisions, first, those which may be celebrated by all people, second, those restricted to certain families. The first class we shall designate as the minor ceremonies. Section 1 The minor ceremonies Duwak also called Boni and Olopag. The name Duwak is applied to that part of important ceremonies in which the spirits enter the bodies of the mediums. It is also given as a separate ceremony, usually to cure sickness, but in some settlements it follows a birth. According to tradition, it was taught, together with the sighing ceremony, by the spirit Kabonian to a woman Deopan, and she, in turn, taught it to others, who were then able to cure sickness. It is probable that the name comes from Duwade, request, or petition, yet there is little in it which corresponds to prayer or entreaty, as there was considerable variation in each Duwak witnessed by the writer. The complete ceremony is given for the village of Babalaska, together with striking variations from other towns. In this instance, the rite was held to effect the cure of a sick woman and to learn the desires of the spirits, to mediums assisted by several men and women, spent the first afternoon preparing the things to be used. First, a short cane was fashioned out of black wood, rattan rings were slipped over this, and all were placed inside a Chinese jar. A dish of cooked rice was put over the top, as a cover, and a blanket spread over the whole. This was brought close to the patient, the medium recited a dam over it, and then ordered that it remain there throughout the ceremony. On a large mat in the center of the room were placed peel nuts, coconuts, and leaves, 
two jars one empty, the other filled with basi, a large and small head axe, two spears, and some shells, an empty jar had a string of beads tied around its neck, and inside it was placed a switch, care being taken that a portion of it hung outside, beside the jar was a basket containing five bundles of a threshed rice, on which was a skein of thread supporting a new jar, all this was covered with a woman's skirt, finally a bound fig was laid just inside the door, when all was complete, three men played on the Tonga Tong CF, page 314, until one of the mediums took her place beside the mat, raising a plate above her head, she struck it repeatedly with a small head axe, to call attention of the spirits, then she began to chant and wail calling the spirits to enter her body, after two or three moments of song, she was possessed by a spirit, who announced that his name was Ibalinsogwan, he placed a rooster at one end of a spear, and a bundle of rice at the other, did a short dance, and departed, the mediums then seated themselves on opposite sides of the jar of basi, each drank of the liquor, and the chant began again, spirit after spirit took possession of one of the mediums, who then conversed with the other, asked questions concerning the patient, or other matters, and occasionally offered advice, before his departure, each spirit would drink of the basi, the members of the family were present during most of the day, friends came, and went as they pleased, stopped to listen to or talk with the spirits, drank basi, and then went about their work, early the second morning, the mediums went to a bound pig in the house, and after placing betel nut on its back, they poured water into its ear, this caused the animal to shake its head, and, as the water was thrown out, one of the mediums caught it in her hand, and applied it to the sick woman, at the same time chanting, go away sickness, be thrown out like this water, let this person be well, for she is now following the custom, as soon as she had finished, two men carried the animal to the river bank, where they killed and singed it, upon their return to the house, they removed and carefully examined its liver, for, by the markings on it, the people were assured that the spirits were pleased with the manner in which the ceremony was being conducted, and hence the prospects for the patient's recovery were very bright, jeepas, the dividing, followed, an old man divided the pig with the medium, but by sly manipulation managed to get a little more than she did, a beetle nut, beeswax, and a lignette sinker were tied together with a string, and were divided, but again the old man received a little more than his share, beetle nut was offered to the pair, apparently each piece was the same, but only one was supplied with lime, and the mortal secured that, he then challenged the medium to see whose spittle was the reddest, both expectorated on the head axe, but since the spittle of the medium was not mixed with lime, it was uncolored, in all instances the human being came out victor over the spirit, who sought to take the woman's life, hence her recovery was assured, a new spirit possessed the medium, and under her directions the family was placed beneath a blanket, and a coconut was cut into over their heads, in addition to the fluid of the nut, water was emptied over them, so that the sickness would be washed away, as soon as the family emerged from the blanket, they went to their balawa, and offered food, after which the medium again summoned several spirits, from this time until well into the evening, the guests danced to death, stopping only to be served with food and drink, the morning of the third and last day was spent in preparing food and other offerings, which were placed on a mat and left, for a time, to be used by the immortals, later the offerings were consumed by the guests, and the medium summoned the spirit in 
this being directed for men to carry the blanket on which the medium was seated to the Balawa, when they were met by another medium, possessed by the spirit Balian. For a time they busied themselves making repairs to the spirit structure, then decorated it by tying strips of shredded coconut leaves to the slats of the floor. They also attached leaves to the Kalam CF, page 310, and inserted betel nut and leaf. The final act of the ceremony was to prepare for Solaco CF, page 310. In the first was placed a half coconut, in the second was rice mixed with blood, in the third cooked flesh of a fowl, and in the last word are four stalks of rice, and some pine sticks. One was placed at each gate of the town as an offering, and the people returned to their homes. As payment for their services, the mediums received a small portion of the pig, some rice, beads, a little money, and cloth. The acts and conversation of the spirits when summoned in Duat are well illustrated by the following. A woman of Lagunilang was ill with dysentery, and a medium. In this instance, a man, was instructed to make duwak. He began summoning the spirits by striking a dish with his head axe. Soon he covered his face with his hands, began to sway to and fro, and to chant unintelligible words. Suddenly he stopped and announced that he was the spirit Laban, and that it was his wish that blood and rice be placed on a head axe, and be laid on the woman's abdomen. Next he ordered that they should feed some rice to the small pig which lay bound on the floor. If he eats, this is the right ceremony, and you will get well, he said. The pig refused the food, and, after expressing regret that he was unable to help, the spirit departed, to be succeeded by Binongon. He at once directed that the pig be killed, and the palpitating heart be put on the woman's stomach, and then be pressed against each person in the room, as a protection against illness. At first he refused to drink the liquor which was offered to him, for it was new and raw. But when he learned that no other could be obtained, he drank, and then addressed the patient, You ate something forbidden. It is easy to cure you if the spirits have made you ill, but if someone is practicing magic, perhaps you will die. With this cheering message the spirit departed, and Ion one appeared. He directed an old woman to feed rice and water to the patient, and then, without further advice, he said, The other spirits do not like me very well, so I cannot go to their places. I went to their places, but they said many bad words to me. I offered them basi, but they did not wish to take, so I asked the way, and they showed me to the other spirit's place. I was poor, and had nothing to eat for noon or night. When I was in the road, I met many long snakes, and I had to push them apart so I could walk. And I met many eels, and asked of them the road, but the eels bit me, and took me into their stomachs, and carried me to Luluigan and to the well there. Then I died. The people, who go to the well, say, Why is Ion one dead? We have a bad odor now, and the eels say, Whose son is this? And they rubbed my dead spirit, and I received life again. Then I took blood and rice with me to the sky to the other eels to make sighing. The eels gave me gold for my wrists, the monkeys gave me gold for my teeth and hair, the wild pig gave me bracelets. There is much more I can tell you. But now I must go. The spirit departed and a new one was summoned. This spirit took the spear in his hand, and after chanting about the illness of the woman, he drank Basi out of a dish, sitting on the head axe. Then singing again he dipped the spear in the oil, and allowed it to fall drop by drop on the stomach of the sick woman. Later he touched the heads of all present with the spear, saying, You will not be sick anymore, and departed. Pinyating or Pinating Plate XXX.
at the gate or entrance of nearly every village will be found a number of peculiarly shaped, water-worn stones, either beneath a small shelter, or nestling among the roots of some great tree. These are the guardian stones, and in them lives Abdel, the spirit who guards the town. Many stories cluster about these pinyin, but all agree that, if proper offerings are made to them at the beginning of a great ceremony, when the men are about to undertake a raid, or, when sickness is in a nearby village, the resident spirit will protect the people under his care. Thus it happens that several times each year a group of people may be seen early in the morning, gathered at the stones. They anoint the head of each one with oil, put new bark bands on their necks, after which they kill a small pig. The medium mixes the blood of the slain animal with rice, and scatters it on the ground while she recites the story of their origin. Then she bids the spirits from near and far to come and eat, and to be kindly disposed. In Bakauk and some other villages it is customary for the medium to summon several spirits at this time, and this is followed by the dancing of Tadik. The people of Luluna always hold a ceremony at the Pinyang before the planting of the rice and after the harvest. Following this ceremony in the village of San Juan, a miniature raft Talibon was loaded with food and other presents, and was set afloat, to carry provisions to any spirit, who might have been prevented from enjoying the feast. These stones are of particular interest, in that they present one of the few instances in which the Tengian associates supernatural beings with natural objects. Sulaco plate XXV. Besides the houses, in the fields, and at the gate of many villages, one often sees long bamboo poles with one end converted into a basket-like receptacle. Offerings of food and beetle nut are now found in them, but, according to some of the older men, these were, until recently, used to hold the heads of slain enemies, as is still the case among the neighboring Apoyao. The ritual of the Sulaco ceremony seems, in part, to bear out this claim. Yet the folk tales and equally good informants assure us that the heads were placed on sharpened bamboo poles, which passed through the foramen magnum. It is probable that both methods of exhibiting skulls were employed in the Tengian belt. Nowadays the Sulaco found near to the villages are usually erected, during a short ceremony of the same name, as a cure for headache. A medium is summoned, and, after securing a chicken, she strokes it, as she chants, you spirits of the Sugging, who live above. You spirits of the Sugging, who live on the level ground. You spirits of the Sugging, who live in the east. You spirits of the Sugging, who live in the west. You Lalaman above. You Lalaman on the wooded hill. You Lalaman in the west. If you took the head of the sick man, you must now grant him health, as you please. The fowl is killed, and its blood, together with rice and some other gift, is placed in the Sulaco, and is planted near the house or gate. Oftentimes a string of feathers runs from the pole to the dwelling, or to the opposite side of the gate. The family cooks and eats the chicken, and the affected member is expected to recover at once, should the trouble persist. A more elaborate ceremony, probably duak, will follow. In some instances beetle nut prepared for chewing takes the place of the fowl, rice stalks hang from the sides of the basket, and bits of pine are added to make bright and scent leaders.